know if truth was told, we all get a little lost at times. We all get a little forgetful at times. For me, photos are a moment to remind me and to send to me once again. When a photo pops up on my phone, I'll be like, oh, I remember this. And it can bring back a load of emotions. I remember where I was. So if it's okay by you this morning, I'm going to show you a couple of photos. Is that okay? And then I'm going to chat about each one. And I'll try to keep moving fairly quick, but I could talk for half an hour on each one. Now, the first picture I'm going to show, and each one, if you know where it's from, I've got a little prize for you. Um, who's, where's this from? Who said taken first? Oh, well done. Uh, can you just pass that back? Um, this would be one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you've seen this. This is a story. Uh, I'm not going to give it all away. Probably I am. It's about a dad and somebody takes from her the most precious thing to him, his daughter. And he does everything. He gives everything to bring her back. It's a story, an incredibly powerful story of ransom. And this is one an incredible movie. And there's some great lines from it. And I won't spoil it. But there's that phone call, isn't there? For those who know. You remember the phone call, Chloe? Like you don't want to be on the other end of that phone call. And it's really about this dad and the people who've got his daughter are going to feel the full extent of the father's love for his daughter. Now it may feel a little different to them how they feel his love, but ultimately it's about a dad ransoming his daughter back. A story of bringing back. Now the next picture, who's this? Oh Miriam, that was good and clear. (laughs) Thanks for giving back what you bought me. (laughs) I love Patch Adams. Who else loves Patch Adams? I love the Patch Adams story. Um, Partly why I love it is because Patch Adams, the doctor, he didn't just see um, a skin ailment. He didn't just see a broken arm. He saw the whole person. And he knew that there was something about healing was bigger than what we just see. And there's something about Patch Adams where he just saw that the whole person needs healed. Not just that thing that we see First and foremost. And it's interesting that as we know more and more about who we are as people, on one level, we're incredibly simple, aren't we? If we know that we're loved, we're good to go. I mean, no, no, like we just know from our inner bones, not just our bones, but our bits, you know, that Stuff inside the bones, like that inside, that bit, that, Mara, yes. Like the West Cumbrians, they just get it. They know from the, that's it, they know from the Mara. Oh, I've big high respect for the West Cumbrian tribe, Massey. 
And then there's another level where we are really simple. Another level. Oh man, there's way more going on than meets the eye with us. But there's something about Patch Adams, and he doesn't have the whole thing, but he knew that the whole person needs shalom. That the whole person needs healing. So that was the first picture. The second picture, so there's a ransom going on, and there's a sense of healing going on. Now this next picture, who knows, apart from Rhoda, who knows where this is? Yes, it is. And do you know what city it's in, Joan? Did you tell her everything? I love watching you're going to share. And, and <laughs> um, if I was to mention the word Waco, uh, for those of a certain age, you will know that Waco is only known for a man called David Koresh. And the utter heartbreak and horror that he brought on a place called Waco. But there's a couple called Chip and Joanna Gaines. And they're built a bit different. They have these special goggles. Not actual goggles. But these goggles, the glasses, the lens that they have, they just see, they saw Waco as different. They didn't see Waco as a place of utter disrespair and shame. They saw it as God intended. Now, at one stage, after the heartache of David Koresh, if somebody said, one day, Waco will become one of the top tourist destinations and they'll be building hotels for people to come and stay, you would have laughed. You would have laughed. But Waco is going through a restoration because a few people have seen it as different. I still remember going past um, um, going past a sign for Dunblane. And I remember in the car with Noah, and he was young. I think we'd been skiing for the day, and we came back, and he said, Dad, what's that town called there? I said, Dunblane. And for those a bit like Waco, you know that Dunblane, the utter horror of a shooting in a school. And I was just... There in that moment, expecting to chat through that with Noah. Because he said, Dunblane, I know about Dunblane. I said, Noah, tell me more. I probably didn't say tell me more. I, I learned that from Rhoda. But at that point, we're like, huh? And anyways, he said, yeah, Dunblane. That's where Andy Murray's from. And there's part of it, not whitewashing the story or erasing anything, But a town like Dunblane can change its name. A place like Waco can change its name when restoration comes. And for me, this is one of my favorite pictures. Because this is a story of restoration. So we've got ransomed. We've got a bit of healing going on. We've got a bit of restoration going on. And then there's one more picture. Now, obviously, it's from the mission because of the big clue. 
But who's the main act? Two act, two two main actors in this. And and Jeremy Irons. Well, you get two go. I I love this movie for one of the scenes in it. Basically, you've got this horrid of a man, horrid of a man who's been involved in slave trade and treating people appallingly. And then he has this realization and he realizes just what he's been up to. And the guilt and the shame that he feels is expressed by him tying all of this stuff behind him. And he kind of goes on this pilgrimage. And, you know, for some of us, we can carry and hide our sin and our shame and this sort of stuff. Well, for him, he couldn't hide it. And it was all dragging behind him. And he was on this pilgrimage with this priest. And this priest kept trying to release him from this stuff. And he was, you've got this incredible bit in the movie where he's climbing up this cliff. And he's trying to climb to freedom. He's trying to get above from out of where he's at. But he's, all of this stuff is just holding him back. And he's nearly falling off. He's holding on for his life. And then there's this moment where the priest just comes and cuts it all off. And he is set free. It's a beautiful story of forgiveness. Now, you have these pictures this morning. Of ransom, of healing, of restoration and forgiveness. Now each of these are just a glimpse, a small glimpse about what is really happening on Easter Sunday. And one of my favourite pictures is this. A messy cross. But the cross is empty. Because on this cross, the fullest, the fullest technicolor panoramic expression of ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven is seen in the empty cross. And this is the Easter message for you and for me. Let me read this to you from 1 Peter, a letter in the Bible. It says this, For you know, that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with metal, gold, silver or crypto, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, He has been revealed for your sake. Through Jesus Christ, you have come to trust in God. And you've placed your faith and hope in God. Because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. I love this bit. You are cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. I love this. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal 
living word of God. So when I say to you, Happy Easter, I want, my hope, my prayer, is when you hear the word Happy Easter, you hear ransom, healed, restored, forgiven. One of the greatest joys is watching a life come from nothing, from meaningless, from selfishness, sinfulness, and encountering Jesus. Now, at some point coming soon, we're going to be having some baptisms. For some people have met Jesus afresh. And they are saying, I've got a new life, and I want the world to know. If you would also like to get baptized, the hot tub will be coming out. We're not sure it's indoors or outdoors, but the bubbles will be on. Because you can't have a hot tub party if you're going to be doing baptism as a sign of new life. So, here's how we're going to end this morning. Now, normally on Easter Sundays, we're out and about in town centre. Because this news, this good news we have from Jesus, is too good to keep to ourselves. Now, let you also know, we're not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. So if you would like to come empty-handed to pick up an egg for you, you're very welcome. I'm just letting you know, if you like chocolate, come and get an egg. That's it. That's it. But I also invite you to come with an empty hand. And I don't care how dirty how scarred, how stained, how tattooed, or how soft, or how hard your hand is, just bring an empty one. Let go of the ego. Let go of always needing to be right. Let go of the old sinful life. Let go of all of that. And bring an empty hand and pick up an egg. Just receive it. This is part of God's message to you. It's free. It's free, but it's not cheap. Like, his forgiveness is free. It doesn't cost you anything, because it cost him everything. So it's not cheap, but it doesn't cost you out. But it's not cheap. And because of that passage there, it says, if you're getting on in this Jesus thing, then that's seen by loving each other deeply. So what I'd like you to do, if you want, but it's up to you, to take one for yourself, and then I'd like you to take one for somebody else. And it might be a random stranger, it might be somebody you know, it might be somebody you used to know. And just go and say, Happy Easter. Ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven. Happy Easter. And then I'd like you to take a third one. Because we have people in this city who are waking up this morning waiting for hope. Longing for hope. Yearning for hope. And you, my friend, are a hope dealer. So would you take one for them? I don't know who it's going to be. Now some people 
because we sometimes annoy our neighbours with parking on the street, why don't some of us, just before the lovely lunch that the team's organised, just nip out, knock on the door and say, we've got something for you. Would you like an egg? Some, you might want to jump in the car, nip up to the train station. And the way I've found, and it may be different for you, is asking people, do you want something for free, is a bit weird. But just by saying, oh, have you had your free Easter egg yet? And give it a go. So have a ponder. Don't go alone. Grab a couple of friends. If you want to stay in the room, that's okay. There's more coffee, more tea, and we'll start having food in a moment. If you want to go on the street down here, want to go to the train station, just scoot off and then scoot back. Or you might just want to put it in your bag and say, Jesus, who is this for this week? Okay, why don't we pray? And that symbolic thing of open-handed. I'm just going to invite you to open your hands now. Because we know that God is generous. And he loves to give. And this part of the Bible says, How much more will I give the Holy Spirit? So Holy Spirit, I ask that you pour out now. Heavenly Father, pour out your Holy Spirit. Thank you that your message is ransom, healed, restored, forgiven. So we speak to hearts that need to experience something of your ransom. Hearts that are wandering We speak to orphan hearts, broken hearts, lonely hearts, isolated hearts. And the Father's message to each and every that of our heart is, I have set a table for you. There's a place name. And he wants to pull out the chair and welcome you home. My son, my daughter, I've waited for you. I've longed for you. I've come for you. I am here for you. We also know that Jesus loves to heal. And I don't know if it's just me, but I just have a sense there's maybe some skin stuff going on for some people. So if you've got any skin ailments, Holy Spirit, come. Bodies be well. Heads be well. Terminal stuff go. Sickness leave. Father, I thank you for the message of restoration. For those those of us who are feeling a bit broken, I pray that you bring your tender, restorative hands and hearts to us. But I also equally pray a commission on restorers in this room to bring restoration to families, to streets, to schools, to cities, to hospitals. And for those of us who feel this morning a fresh need to experience his forgiveness, Holy Spirit come.
And you need to know, brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ, you're brand new. The old is gone, the new is here. And his blood has made you clean. Where your sins were like scarlet, they've now been made like wool, like snow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.